morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship. And as always, an extra special welcome to our family and friends joining us from all across the country and around the world. Our service this morning will be led by our minister, Katrina, but we'll also hear the voices of Sylvia, who's going to lead the Lord's Prayer in Spanish, and Paul F. and Alistair, who will be doing our readings for us this morning. And um, if you did get an envelope like this in the post uh, in the last few days, it would be good if you had it close by. Our musicians this morning are Paul and Yang Yang. In a moment or two, Esther and David will be lighting our candle. So if you would like to light a candle at the same time, then at 7 p.m., our joint evening service will be our Midsummer Communion, which this year will be led by Brian. Please have something ready to eat and drink if you're coming along this evening. And this will also be our last evening service before we take a break for the summer. Just a wee reminder for parents uh, from our Sunday school leaders, this is your last chance to send a, a video to Bethany for inclusion in next week's Sunday school celebration. Just a couple of pieces of family news. Uh, please remember two of our folk in your prayers this week in particular, George, who is traveling to Hungary to see his mother who is ill, and Will, whose mum has moved into a nursing home in North Carolina this week. So it will be a time of adjustment for both of them. Next Sunday morning, we'll celebrate the end of the Sunday school year. Uh, and of course, there will be no evening service. So now it's over to Esther and David to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Okay. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ like this day. Yeah. 
And as we gather, let us pray. God, whose light streams into the places where we are, displacing and dispersing all forms of darkness, brighten our hearts and minds with the certainty of your presence as we gather to worship you. God, who has given us this gift of Northern Hemisphere summer, when the hours of daylight far exceed those of nighttime darkness, we thank you for the many joys this brings for so many people and are mindful of those for whom such variation is unsettling. God of creation and recreation, as we approach the end of the school year here in Scotland and soon across the rest of these islands, we thank you for the holy gift of holidays when we may find rest and refreshment, at least in some measure, as busy routines slow or cease for a while. God of energy and activity, never sleeping, always energising and enlivening. We pray that as we reflect together, your spirit may refresh and renew us, enthusing and empowering us as we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Lord Prayers. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea su nombre. Hágase su voluntad, tanto en el cielo como en la tierra. Perdone nuestros pecados como así nosotros perdonamos a nuestros pecadores. Venga su cielo a nuestra tierra. No nos dejes perdone a todos los pecados y no nos dejes caer en la tentación, mas líbranos de todo mal. Amén.
reading from Isaiah chapter 28. God says, I will tell you the kind of day I want, a day to set people free. I want a day that you take the burdens off others. I want a day when you set troubled people free and you take the burdens from their shoulders. I want you to share your food with the hungry. I want you to find the poor who don't have homes and bring them into your own homes. When you see people who have no clothes, give them your clothes. Don't hide from your relatives when they need help. If you do these things, your light will begin to shine like the light of dawn. Then your wounds will hear, your goodness will walk in front of you, and the glory of the Lord will come falling behind you. Then you will call to the Lord and he will answer you. You will cry out to him and he will say, here I am. Stop causing trouble and putting burdens on people. Stop saying things to hurt people or accusing them of things they didn't do. Feel compassion for hungry people and give them food. Help those who are troubled and satisfy their needs. Then your light will shine in the darkness. You'll be like the bright sunshine at noon. The Lord will always lead you and satisfy your needs in dry lands. He will give strength to your bones. You'll be like a garden that has plenty of water, like a spring that never goes dry. Your cities have been destroyed for many years, but you will rebuild them and the foundations will last for a long time. You will be called fence fixer and builder of roads and houses. This is from Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Jesus said, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the rubbish. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. You're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I made you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven.
I should probably bring Gin this morning with, well, kind of a health warming, warning even, not health warming. I suspect um, this reflection is going to be a bit like Marmite. You might like it. You might hate it. You probably won't be ambivalent about it. You might think I've completely lost the plot. <laughs> or just maybe, maybe there is something of God in the ramblings that have inspired my thinking this week. Some of you know that I like watching quiz programmes. And because I work full time, usually I watch sort of early evening or evening quiz programmes. So I'll quite often watch Pointless or Richard Osman's House of Games. If I want to pretend to be cultured, I'll watch University Challenge or Only Connect and probably don't get many of the answers right. Recently, I was able to enjoy a period of leave and I saw the odd bit of afternoon television, including watching Countdown, something I very, very rarely watch. And they have, as those of you who watch it regularly will know, a kind of dictionary corner where people can write in or text in or email in and ask about the etymology, the origins of certain words. And in this episode, my ears did prick up because all the words that were being asked about had their origins in the word, Roman, the Latin word for salt. And it's a curious list of words. There was salary, and saline. Both of those may be fairly well known. Salad, salami, sauce, sausage, and salsa. Now, it has to be said, but there is some uncertainty over how the word salary connects to the Latin word sal for salt. You're often told it's because Roman soldiers really received a salt allowance or were paid in salt even. Um, there's some debate as to whether that's correct or not. But certainly salt was a very valuable commodity. The other words are a bit more straightforward. Salad, for example, refers to salted vegetables. Salami and sausage refer to salted meat products. And salsa and sauce relate to flavoursome liquids with a bit of salt added that we pour over our food. So salt is something that is valuable. Salt is something that is used to preserve. Salt as something that is used to add flavour. These are all the things that I and countless preachers before me have referred to when talking about this reading from Matthew's Gospel, in which Jesus says, you are to be salt for the earth. But because of the strange way my brain works, <coughs> excuse me, when I came across the word salsa, I was, my curiosity was piqued to start, well, how does salsa as the foodstuff relate to salsa as the Latin dance that we perhaps see on Strictly and other such programmes. So I did a bit of research of myself. And the reality is the dance is named after the, the food stuff. Because this slightly spicy, slightly salty sauce comes from places where this dance is danced. And the, and the name given to the dance echoes something of that sort of spiciness, that flavoursomeness of the sauce. 
And so I found myself wondering just a little bit about this slightly risque, slightly saucy dance. And is there any vague connection? Well, we are in the season of the Euro football, Euro 2020 football thing. And I'm definitely not going to talk about that, um, not because I have any issues with results, but because actually between us, we have at least, I think, seven of those nations represented. And, you know, it's a minefield. But I can't help admitting that I do like a football tournament anthem. And especially this year, I've enjoyed the Scotland one. And there's an amazing recording of this. I think it's a Scottish National Orchestra uh, playing Yes Sir, I Can Boogie um, on, on a Zoom call with um, a bit of Lorraine Kelly bopping with her dog and various Scotland squad people. Uh, one of them goes, you're not going to ask me to sing it, are you? As he sort of introduces it. But it's a curious song. Yes, sir, I can boogie, but I need a certain song. And that really got me thinking. If we take this um, slightly tenuous link that Jesus is inviting us to dance, then what is the dance to which we dance? What is this slightly risque, slightly saucy dance, this salsa of God, if you like? Well, I kind of think we all know the answer to that, because as I look back over the recent services we've shared and over everything I've preached in the last nearly 12 years, you're probably sick and tired of me going on about it. It's the stuff that is talked about in Isaiah. The stuff of justice, the stuff of peace, the stuff of welcoming the stranger, the stuff of hospitality, the stuff of inclusion, all the things that we talk about and, and seek to live out here. Jesus then perhaps calls us to dance a dance that is vibrant and lively, a dance of hope, a dance that changes the world. If you've been in Hillhead for pretty much all the time I've been here, you may vaguely recall that one Trinity Sunday I talked about the divine dance as an image for the Trinity. Um, if Jim Gordon were here, we would talk about perichoresis, this idea of the interweaving of the persons of the Trinity. Oh, Jim's not here, so you get my kind of slightly dumbed down version. But all those long years ago, I spoke of the Trinity as being like a reel of three, as being like a dashing white sergeant in which God the creator and God the redeemer and God the sustainer swing each other around and create beautiful patterns. And then I extended the metaphor to say, well, perhaps that makes mission, perhaps that makes our lives like a divine Kaylee or a, a divine barn dance with one of those circle dances where you do a grand chain. And this reel of three gods spins us round and draws us in and we change hands as we go round in the grand chain and find ourselves dancing with different people. Maybe somebody of a different ethnicity, somebody of a different educational background, somebody of a different sexuality, but we are all part of that same beautiful divine dance. That's slightly risque, slightly risky, slightly saucy salsa. That is what God calls us to be. That God calls us to do. So how do I weave light into that? Well, yep, that gets a bit more tenuous still. 
But where do you dance? Where do you dance these wild, exuberant dances or watch these wild, exuberant dances? Maybe at a carnival. Maybe at a party. Maybe at a wedding. Unfortunately, at the moment, we can't dance at weddings. And I have the great joy and privilege of conducting a wedding this coming Friday. And there won't be dancing, but there will be joy and there will be profound promises made. But carnival, carnivals with lights and streamers and colours, parties perhaps where you light candles, put on your fairy lights or snap a few glow sticks. Hopefully, most of you did get the envelope that was sent. Um, they were certainly sent in time that they should have arrived at UK residents, might have reached Germany. Unfortunately, if you're beyond the UK, I didn't send you one because frankly paying 20 quid to post something that is worth 50p just didn't make any sense. But in that envelope, if you like to um, open it, if you have it, you should find some tiny little sachets or a tiny little sachet, depending how many of you there are in your household. If you're in a family with children, household with children, you should also have some other bits and pieces um, beyond this. I just decided to look online and say, oh, I wonder if I can get some salt sachets. And then I stumbled on this. Truly salt. That kind of felt like a God moment. It made me do one of my, hmm, truly salt. That's what we are called to be, isn't it? Just a little thing, nothing big, nothing significant, but to make a difference. So I wonder how we can be truly salt where we are. What is it that we add to the places we work, the places we learn, the families of which we are part? How do we increase the flavour, bring out the God flavours, as the, as the message translation put it, where we are? How do we dance that dance that is salty and saucy and risky and beautiful and of God? You also um, should have one or more of these um, glow sticks. I'm not particularly going to suggest you break them because I did one. I broke one um, to show you on Zoom and you actually can't tell the difference between that one. Well, I can't tell the difference between that one and that one on Zoom. This one is quite a nice kind of um, violety colour in my house. But so what I suggest you might want to do is wait till later. Um, however, I can see somebody and I'm just going to very briefly highlight them if I can. Who, there we go. Oh, there we go. Spotlight. Um, so the families did get some extra bits and here we have some glow stick glasses. Thank you very much. I'm going to try and um, take that spotlight off if I can remember how to do it. That's going to be interesting. Oh, there we go up there. Now, you will have to revert back to gallery view yourselves from there. Unfortunately, there's a glitch in, in Zoom that if I take the spotlight off, you still end up at the same place. So these glow sticks, you can have some fun with them. You can make glow stick glasses, glow stick headbands, uh, glow stick bracelets if, if you've got the bits that were sent out to the households with children. But if you're a grown up, wait till it's dark, snap it, watch it glow. How can you be that glow, that bit of fun? I've got Pussycat playing with one as well on Emma's. Emma, can I just spotlight you for a minute if that will work? I'm really going to drive everybody around the bend. There we go. We have a Pussycat playing with a glow stick. Thank you, Emma. 
Sorry, you're going to have to do lots of faffing around with um, your views today as a result of me messing with that. But how can you have that fun? And this is the idea, isn't it? That, that, that being Jesus people isn't about necessarily, it's, it's not about being dull and boring. Unless, you know, we can be serious if God's made us to be serious. We can be um, deep thinkers if God's made us to be deep thinkers. But we can also be fun people if God's made us to, to be dancers or glow stick wavers or whatever it is. Jesus says, you are the salt. You are the salsa. You are the dance of light, the brightness in my world. And I think that kind of pulls together what we've been talking about over the recent weeks, that God draws us into this divine dance that reaches out to bring life and hope and transformation to the whole earth, to all people, to all creation, the dance that cares for the trees and the planets and the bees and the birds, the dance that cares for all people, the dance that says God delights in you and so do we. Yes, sir, I can boogie, but I need a certain song. Jesus, teach us to dance to the beat of your heart.
God says, I will tell you the kind of day I want. I want a day where you take the burdens off others. Let us pray. God of love, we bring you our prayers for those who are burdened by poverty, a burden which has increased for so many of our brothers and sisters around the world since the onset of the pandemic. We acknowledge our part in maintaining the unjust structures that keep some people poor in order that others may flourish. We confess that even if we do not advocate practices that heap burdens of debt on the already poor, we perpetuate the culture in which we exist by what we choose to tolerate or ignore, resist or reward or give us and show us what we can do to change that culture and lift the burden of poverty from the shoulders of those who are weighed down, that we may be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the world. Especially this week, we pray for children worldwide facing huge challenges to their basic right to education. BMS asks us to remember that 85% of children in low-income countries have no access to preschool education. We pray that governments worldwide, including our own, will recognize the importance of prioritizing preschool education for marginalized children everywhere. We pray especially for the BMS supported education program in Bangladesh, that the children there will feel safe and valued in their preschools and that their teachers will have the resources they need provide fun, nurturing environments where all children can learn and thrive. We pray too for BMS's education work in Nepal. And we remember the staff who deliver the Kathmandu International Study Centre's teacher training programme. We pray that through it, Teachers will learn how to meet both the academic and the emotional needs of their pupils. In so many places, lockdown has meant that teacher training in Nepal has had to go online. And we pray that this online training will become accessible to many more teachers this year so that they can be supported and equipped the children in their care. May BMS be the light that brings out the God colours in Bangladesh and Nepal. The Baptist Union of Scotland asked us to pray this week for our sister churches at Erskine, Falkirk, Horace and Fort William. 
each of them trying to work out how best to lift the burdens of the communities in which they live and work. And we pray too for Martin Hodson, the General Director of the Baptist Union of Scotland, as he seeks to equip and support these churches and all the churches of our union to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of Scotland. And we pray for our own church family. This week we are asked to pray for the managers and office holders of our church who carry the burden of day-to-day decision-making so that others don't have to. Sometimes they're faced with problems for which there are no easy answers. We pray that they may have wisdom and clarity of thought as they try to support the whole of our church family and so enable all of us to play our part in lifting the burdens of the wider circle of family and friends, neighbours and colleagues in which you have placed us. We pray specifically for Adi, Moji, Esther and David, for Elham, Ali, Benjamin and Bardia, for Nazi, Sal, Nikan and Nikiar, for Lilius and Pam and their wider family, for Marit and Tom, for Alan, for Edith and Tom, and for Bethany, each one precious to us and precious to you. As they and we go together into this new week, may each one of us be salt and light in our world. Amen.
dancing god as we boogied the song of your heart hold us firmly in the arms of your love shining god as we glow with the compassion of your heart guide us in the ways of hope journeying god as we serve you with courage and determination grant to us and all creation your peace amen <laughs>